Virginia is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family, for families of all species, for beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families, for families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So, in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So, come love it for yourself. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm going to be your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call tonight and speak to our guests... Tell us what's on your mind, how you feel about the topics that we're going to be talking about. Some are going to be shocking, some are going to be entertaining, and some are going to be very informative. Give me a call at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Toll free one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. You can always uh, MSN me here in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My MSN address is talkstarradio at hotmail.com. You can visit our websites, www.exoneradio.com, and to watch, listen, and chat with the Exxon Nation, www.exxonetv.com. My producer tonight is my good friend Supergirl at Master Control in White Springs, Florida. Hi, Supergirl. Nice working with you. Thanks for flying in just to be with us here tonight, as you are every night on the Exxon. My first guest tonight is Dr. Doug Rocky. We're going to be talking to Doug in a few seconds about depleted uranium. It's not going to go away. Soldiers are still suffering. We are still using depleted uranium rounds. And God bless the kids. God bless this military. God bless the families who are touched by this horrific and life-changing crap called depleted uranium. We're going to be talking to Major Doug, Dr. Rocky in a few moments. Diana Dove is going to be with me, Eric Stearns, and Cal Korf, all the way from Prague in the beautiful Czech Republic. That's tonight here on the X-Zone. Dr. Doug Rocky is a retired and disabled Army Reserve officer who served in the military since 1967. He is an expert on health and environmental effects of nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare. Now, during Gulf War I, he served as 
member of Bowers Raiders, the 3rd U.S. Army Medical Command's Nuclear, Biological, and Chemical Warfare Special Operations Teaching and Response Team. He was also responsible for cleaning up the mess left by the uranium's munitions, wrote the after-actions report, and then was recalled to active duty as the director of the U.S. Army Depleted Uranium Project. Doug conducted and supervised research and field tests to right now adopted U.S. Army Regulation 700-48 and ignored depleted uranium training and education programs that require immediate medical care for all DU casualties and thorough environmental remediation. Dr. Aki is a confirmed DU casualty and is recovering from recent surgery. Um, he is a dedicated warrior beyond a shadow of a doubt who is still trying to ensure that medical care is provided to all casualties and that through environmental um, remediation is completed as required by the U.S. Army and Department of Defense orders and regulations. Consequently, he has been and is subjected to continuous retaliation orchestrated by the Department of Defense officials. And Doug, how are you, my friend? Good evening, Rob. Always great talking to you, Doug. Uh, depleted uranium. It's not going to be going away. You and I will be going away right now for a commercial break. And when we come back, Doug, let's tell the world exactly what depleted uranium is all about. Dr. Doug Rocky is my special guest, ExoNation. Give us a call, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. You can always send an email to exone at talkstarradio.com or chat with me here in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada at Talkstar Radio at Hotmail. I'm sorry, Exone Radio at Hotmail at wait a sec. Xzone at talkstarradio.com. There you go, too many emails. I'll be back in two minutes, don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Doug Rockies are our special guest at this hour here on the Exxon. We're talking about depleted uranium. And, um, you know, Doug, you and I have been talking about depleted uranium now for nearly three years. And every time I hear of, you know, nuclear energy, whenever I hear about the, um, the increase in tensions in the Middle East, I say, oh, no, it's just going to be adding more to an already pre-existing problem that many, 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 many people around the world have no ideas there, Doug. That's absolutely correct, but it's not just in the Middle East. I mean, I mean, first off, I mean, some of your listeners have heard before, depleted uranium or uranium munitions are the primary byproduct of the uranium enrichment process where the United States Department of Energy creates nuclear weapons and creates nuclear reactor fuel. For every nine, over 99% of everything that goes into the process comes out and it's waste. And that's uranium hexafluoride, which is in turn in uranium munitions. So the U.S. Department of Energy has a primary interest to get rid of the radioactive waste that they can't get rid of any other way. So they give it to the U.S. military, who makes uranium munitions, and then they fire it all over the world and manufacture it and, you know, and contaminate our nation all over the place, too. So it's turned into a horrific thing. Um, during, uh, you know, the first use of uranium munitions is when we gave it to Israel in 1973 and 74 with horrific environmental and health effects from then are still lasting to this day. And then, obviously, Desert Storm turned into a disaster. We moved into uh, the Balkans in 94 and 95. We were going to use it in Somalia in 93, but we got that stopped. We used it in the Balkans in 99. And now we continue to use it. And the Israelis continue to use it throughout the Middle East as we talk, and obviously into Afghanistan. It's uh, without ending. Now, Doug, there's already uh, depleted uranium in the atmosphere. Doesn't anybody realize, I mean, besides you and the wonderful people that that work with you, Doug, trying to help all all the men and women who who, you know, put their lives on the line to, to protect democracy and freedom. Uh, you know, doesn't anybody realize that one of these days the DU that that is in the atmosphere is going to come over here and affect everyone in North America? Well, it already is. I mean, it already tremendously is. And, uh, I mean, you know, one of the stories that's extremely important for everybody to understand. But let's go back to American history. Okay. On the 18th of April of 75, hardly a man is left alive. Everybody, we had to memorize that, right? The mm-hmm. right of Paul Revere. Yes. Concord, Massachusetts. 
Concord, Massachusetts, the community where our nation was born, has one of the most environmentally contaminated environments on the face of the earth as a result of uranium munitions contamination because of the manufacture. And what has happened is the U.S. Department of Energy has now labeled it as a, a super fund and is demanding that the United States Department of Defense thoroughly clean up the StarMet uranium weapons factory that has thoroughly contaminated Concord, Massachusetts, this community where our nation was born. I mean, it's staggering. It just doesn't end there. We have the same problem over here in Jefferson Proving Ground in, um, you know, in Indiana, southeast of uh, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And uh, with all the massive flooding that was just going through there, who knows where the stuff has gone. So we have all of that extensive contamination. Throughout the Middle East, it's just staggering. Um, Dr. Meraki just returned from a trip to Afghanistan. I talked to him a couple nights ago, and he said the birth defects and the contamination is extensive throughout Afghanistan. And it's just literally ripping, ripping lives apart. But that it's not only happening to the, the Iraqis, the Afghanis, and everybody else, and the Somalis, the people in the Balkans, but it's tearing our... Uh, military apart. For example, the famed 101st Airborne, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And you've seen this report yourself. Yes. Uh, the chaplain has cancer from the 101st Airborne as a consequence of uranium exposures in Iraq current time. Now, how can the chaplain take care of the famed 101st Airborne soldiers when the chaplain for that unit has cancer caused by uranium munitions exposures? Doug, do you think that when the new administration comes in uh, in next February that that there will be a change towards the way that the um, the men and women who served in the Middle East will be treated? And do you think that money will finally be there for the, the casualties of depleted uranium? Well, that, that's a real interesting question. As you've seen, the uh, federal court decision in San Francisco that was just handed down in the last 24 hours, the federal judge told all the sick and ill veterans, you're on your own. He will not intervene to force the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs or Department of Defense to provide prompt and effective medical care to hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of ill and injured American warriors. And uh, what the decision said, as, as you've seen it, it said basically, well, if you got a problem, go ask your congressman. Well, the Congress has been asking the DOD to take care of it for years without any success, and uh, the Department of Veteran Affairs is not going to do it. And what's most interesting, and you've got a copy of this, the 2004 order issued by the United States Army Surgeon General mandating prompt and effective medical care for all DU exposures was signed by General Peake. General Peake did not ensure compliance while he was the Surgeon General for the U.S. Army, and now he has just retired, and now he has become the Secretary of the Department of Veteran Affairs. And he's not doing it there. So, yeah, I mean, we're in the same thing. I mean, when we look at all of the briefings, and I have mm-hmm. to go back to day one. In March of 1991, I was handed a direct order by the Commanding Generals. This is called Los Alamos Memorandum, which you have seen read. And it ordered us to lie in all our reports to maintain proponency, sustain the use of uranium munitions while avoiding all liability for the adverse health and environmental effects of thoroughly documented, even into uh, 
the briefing by Colonel J. Edgar Wakayama that he gave to the senior leadership in the Pentagon as they started uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. But how does this affect the uh, the morale of not only those who have come back, Doug, but those that are over there facing the very same problems and endangering their lives because of depleted uranium? How can these soldiers maintain the morale that God bless them that they're doing? Well, they're not. First off, they haven't been trained. You know, we put together 40 hours of training. You know, it's mandated. Uh, General Erich Shinseki mandated himself. He signed the Army Regulation. You know, which is out there, and you've got a copy of it, mandating thorough training, the 40 hours of training, complete environmental remediation. Mm -hmm. But what I found out just in the last couple of weeks, for example, we have a uh, Illinois Army National Guard maintenance unit that went over and just came back from Iraq here in Springfield, Illinois. They just literally returned a few weeks ago. When I talked to the commander on their local radio station, he had didn't even know what uranium munitions were. Oh, my Lord. He had not received any of the training, and we absolutely know the soldiers came back sick. So, I mean, again, the same thing that's happening. The Department of Defense currently, I mean, day in and day out, says there is no adverse health and environmental effects, which is totally contradicted by their own documents. They completely refuse to provide prompt and effective medical care that has been ordered by General Peake and General Shinseki and how many, you know, all list of all the orders, it's an incredible number. And uh, they just go on their merry way. What has happened again now recently, and this is in the brand new Army Times and the other ones, it was even the local newspaper, because of the interference in uh, convoy operations, they're going to mount Navy phalanx on top of the great big trucks. Well, the Navy phalanx fires uranium munitions. It's that simple. So we've got gross contamination from kinetic energy penetrators, gross contamination from landmines, cluster bombs, that's the Adam and the Pedum, gross environmental contamination as a consequence of all the bunker busters and the cruise missiles. And the U.S. military and NATO and Australia and Canada and England completely and thoroughly refuse to comply with their own requirements to clean up all environmental contamination. But more important, they simply refuse to provide medical care, not only to all of our military personnel, so-called enemy military personnel, which they're required to do on Geneva Convention, but they absolutely refuse to provide medical care to the civilians affected, whether they're here in the United States, in Vieques, Puerto Rico, or any of the nations where we've used it. Why? Why? Why, Uranium munitions are extraordinarily effective in combat. They're best things since sliced bread. Um, they are, they are, they're radiological dirty bomb, but they're incredibly effective at all against all known targets. For example, during Operation Desert Storm, the primary target for uranium munitions was obviously the tanks that Iraq mm-hmm. possessed. And the lie had came out that they were so well endowed with armor that the only munitions that could destroy them would be uranium munitions. Well, obviously, and you've seen the reports, when I did the assessment and got in there to clean up the mess, I found out you know, a 50 caliber machine gun could have taken them out. You didn't need a DU munition. Well, then we found out that they were extraordinarily effective against uh, sandbag bunkers, cars and trucks, hospitals, water treatment facilities, sewage sanitation plants, apartment buildings, 
um, and then downtown Baghdad as they did, you know, shot up the uh, big hotel where the journalists were with the uranium munitions. So they have now been used against all targets. They are used against, continuously used against all targets. Um, and the result is environmental contamination that you can't clean up, for which all you can try and stabilize and provide medical care to stabilize a person, you can't really cure. It's just, it's that simple. The order was sustain the use of uranium munitions and avoid all liability for health and environmental effects because they're so good. Yeah, I've seen the pictures of not only the the soldiers, but of the the children that are being born who are suffering from the effects of depleted uranium. It's, it's It's a story, it's fact, it's not fiction. And why it is still going on today, I, I understand, Doug, that it's because of the effectiveness of the weapon. But come on, there has to be a limit. Doug sure. Rocky and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. Give us a call, Exxon Nation, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's our toll-free number. That's one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Doug Rocky and I are talking about depleted uranium. You know, there's a lot of uh, DU sites on the uh, internet that show you the the horrific devastation that this dirty bomb leaves behind. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Dr. Doug Rocky is our very special guest. We're talking about depleted uranium and the effects. And, and, you know, Doug, once again, I've been talking to you for a number of years, and I still cannot understand how, in the name of heaven, the government can say, nah, it's got nothing to do with depleted uranium. It makes no sense. And, Doug, I, I have never been in the military. I know very little about the inner workings of the military. But as, as a citizen, when I see what is going on, 
and how the members of the armed forces are being treated because of depleted uranium and how sick they are and how it affects their, their families and their lives as well as the lives of innocent citizens where depleted uranium has been used. It makes me furious, Doug. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about the real casualties, all right? Okay. This, I think this is important to understand. And you have a copy of this full report. And this report is six months old. Is the analysis of VA healthcare utilization amongst or Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom veterans? Okay, this is yep. a six-month-old report. When we go to this report, we find out that 39% of all active-duty troops that have served in the Persian Gulf as of January six months ago had sought medical care. 30%, 36% of all. Army Reserve and, our, and we Reserve and National Guard members that have served in the Persian Gulf have gone to the VA for medical care. Those are just the ones that have been discharged. So what we have and what we do know is the current casualty number, number and this is the end, the total number of casualties we have for Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom as of six months ago was 299,585. Wow. That doesn't include the hundreds of thousands, you know, that have already been out there. It doesn't include thousands upon thousands that are on active duty and very ill. I mean, the stories on, I mean, today, brand new Newsweek just arrived. And in there, there's a whole story about an individual that was deployed to Iraq. He was, he was definitely not deployable. Medically, he was definitely not deployable, but he deployed him and he died. So when we look at the current medical problems for Iraqi, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom, now, this doesn't include the 300,000 from Desert Storm mm -hmm. that are already known casually seeking getting care from the VA, Department of Veteran Affairs or the 70,000 that are dead now from Operation uh, Desert Storm alone. We have 33,000, 34,000 parasitic diseases, 2,600 confirmed cancers, 11,000 benign cancers, you know, benign tumors, 61,000 metabolic problems. 6,000 with serious blood problems, 120,000 with PTSD, 99,000 with serious neurological problems. Now, uranium munitions have a direct effect on the neurological system. Okay, well known. And again, I'm, I have all those serious problems and trying to seek care right now for them for the VA. Uh, 46,725 serious circulatory problems, 57,000, 58,000 with respiratory problems. Now, the primary effect of uranium munitions affects the respiratory system. In 1991, when I started the cleanup and was ordered to do the cleanup by General Schwarzkopf, uh, respiratory effect hit us within 24 hours, and it's never cleared up. Uh, 92,000, 93,000 digestive system. Well, the explosive diarrhea has never gone away. It's horrible, the digestive problems, and again, the disabilities for that. General unitary system is 30,000. The rash. 46,137 back in January. Oh, jeez. My rash is open and bleeding right now, Rob. It has been opening and bleeding now since 24 hours after I started the cleanup in March of 1991. It never heals, and, and the numbers with that are staggering. Uh, muscular skeletal system, connective tissue, and this uh, the diagnosis for it is fibromyalgia, but it you know then you've got all the other stuff, 137,361. Ill-defined conditions, 111,474. Injuries and poisonings is 59,000. That's the known casualties 
as of January of 2008 for Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. Now, if we go back three months prior to that in October, it was 260,000. We went up over 30,000 casualties in three months. Now, the casualty reports have all stopped coming out, and I wonder why. So to answer your question that you posed before, we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of casualties that were not caused by any, any enemy activity. Hundreds of thousands of casualties and over 200,000 dead caused by our own actions, our own failure to act. The use of the weapons we select, uranium munitions, and also conventional weapons have horrible side effects. The hazardous materials we spread and the total misuse of pesticides and then the misuse and the adverse reactions to all the immunizations that the troops have been given. And uranium munitions is absolutely a primary player in all of this because that's thoroughly documented again in the internal briefings and the reports that not only I wrote as their expert, but the other reports written by the other experts within the Department of Defense and the military and the Canadians. Because when I had the DU project, when I was director, I had a Canadian officer assigned to me, I had a British officer assigned to me, I had an Australian officer assigned to me, and a German officer assigned to me. So it's a NATO project, and they all know, and they don't care. How do you kill and destroy effectively with a complete, total disregard for health and the environment? That makes no sense to me. Well, right. you know, it, it, it doesn't. See, that's the problem. You know, it doesn't make any sense to the person that's logical. But we have to sustain the myth. They have to sustain the myth that we went into Iraq and Afghanistan to give them freedom. Well, if you did, you never would have totally contaminated the environment with uranium munitions. And you would continuously blow up and destroy all the people all over. It sounds as if there was more of a of a sinister plot. It sounds like it was planned at genocide by using the side effects of the munition. If they couldn't kill the enemy one way, they'd kill the enemy another way. However... That, does, that, does, that doesn't fly. It, I mean, you know, that's been proposed before. But having been on the inside, no, that mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. It's strictly killing and destroying with complete total disregard for health and the environment, not only of our own military, but anybody else's military, and total disregard for the civilians that are involved, whether they're in Vieques, Puerto Rico, over here in Jefferson, Prunegon, Indiana, up at Kings Mountain, Vermont, over at Concord, Massachusetts, and Albany, New York, at the National Lead site. They don't care. It's a complete, total disregard. We tried to get on-air debates and discussions with Dr. Kilpatrick, who's in charge for the Department of Defense, and Dr. McDermott, who's in charge of the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, and they simply refused to do it. Um, they continue their mantra that there's no adverse health and environmental effects and total disregard of their own things. But the other thing that most recently happened, and this scared me very horribly, is in the summer of 1991, we had created a massive weapons depot with uranium munitions, chem bio weapons that we that we collected from Iraq, and all of our tanks and armor and artillery and everything at a place called um, Cap Doha in northern Kuwait. Well, they were refueling the truck and forgot to put a static discharge line on and set fire to it. And what happened is the whole depot caught fire and started blowing up. I lost three of my guys died and died in the ensuing cleanup and everything else. I never gave them their medals or anything. They're still in my briefcase. But now what the 
Kuwaiti government has forced the United States Department of Defense to do is to clean up that site. So the United States Department of Defense and the Kuwaitis got a contractor. They dug up over 6,700 tons of contaminated sand, soil, trash, put it onto a ship, shipped it back to Longview, Washington, state of Washington, and are shipping it by rail to Boise, Idaho, to bury in Boise, Idaho. Why? Now, if the stuff was so not dangerous at all and clean and everything, there wouldn't be any reason for the Kuwaiti government to force the Department of Defense to take it out of Kuwait. And if it's so dangerous it can't be left in the Kuwait, they sure shouldn't be bringing it back in the United States to bury in Boise, Idaho, because you not only have the chemical and biologicals, you have all the radiological materials, you have the byproduct conventional explosives, but more important, and this is catastrophic, you have all of the bugs and the microbes, all of the pests, the agricultural pests that could devastate the agricultural sector of a nation. And that, obviously, you always got to understand this is going to go into Canada real fast for Boise, Idaho. <laughs> now, now, what do the people in Boise, Idaho think about this? Well, you know, there's a lot of payoffs and everything involved. So the governor and everything, they want to build, in the, you know, another United States and France want to go together right now and build the newest nuclear uh, bomb factory in Boise, Idaho. You know, we're telling everybody else around the world they can't do it, but the United States and France are going together to build the newest bomb factory in Boise, Idaho. So, again, is, you know, payoffs in dollars. You know, what do we got the dollars? We'll disregard the health and environmental effects for money. We'll disregard the health and environmental effects if we can win their battle or destroy somebody. And then we won't provide the medical care to them. Uh, for example, and you've seen, you know, the court decision comes back on down. It was issued in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the veterans went to federal court in San Francisco because they were not getting prompt and effective medical care from the Department of Veteran Affairs. Totally verified. And the judge said, sorry, I'm not going to intervene. You're going to have to ask the VA secretary, General Peake, or your senator or congressman or the Department of Defense, you know, the Secretary of Defense, to give you medical care. Well, the reason they went to court is because the Department of Veteran Affairs was absolutely delaying and denying and providing ineffective medical care in the first place. So how can you expect (laughs) the guy that's not doing it when you try to seek redress and you're turned away? I, I mean, I've spent over 30 years in the military in my life, and uh, between active duty and National Guard and Reserve, and uh, thousands upon thousands are in there now. And I have to ask the question, why would you enlist and go into these operations with the probability that you're going to become sick and ill and injured is astronomical? I mean, we're looking at 50% casualty rates. And when you return, you will not, I want to repeat, will not be able to receive prompt and effective medical care. And once you're young, and most of these kids are between 20 and 28 years old, and their life has ended, they have bills to pay. How do you live on a disability pay from the Department of Veteran Affairs or the Canadians and anything that's less than $1,000 a month? You can't. Correct, you can't. That's the reason why they've gone to court trying to get it, and now the courts have turned them away time after time after time. What's even more um, boggling in this entire scenario, Doug, as I see it, is that it seems that the government is saying, well, you know what? The soldiers of today are expendable. You know, that's correct. And, that's, and that is so wrong, especially, God bless each and every one of 
those soldiers who went over there, including yourself, it's a volunteer army. They weren't drafted. They volunteered. You have to understand, though, every one of those soldiers, everyone in the military that's gone over there is absolutely required to complete the common task training, respond to depleted uranium, low-level radioactive materials hazards that I wrote and is mandated by everybody in the military. It is very clear in this training that everybody is supposed to complete. This has got serious adverse health and environmental effects. You've got to wear respiratory protection when you go, to, go near it. You've got to provide prompt and effective medical care for it. But more important, in this common training, it states very clearly, quote, contamination will make food and water unsafe for consumption. Fraternity. So they all are supposed to have done it, and if they haven't, they're failing their responsibilities. But the myth, again, is out there that somehow, and again, we have to understand, come down to the fundamentals, the myth must be sustained that the United States and Canada and Australia and England and all the other ones are doing this to provide freedom. Well, that's hogwash. They're doing it to control oil, control resource, and terrain. Because if they were really wanting to provide freedom, they wouldn't thoroughly contaminate all of this stuff. We wouldn't have hundreds of thousands of This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. We'll Join me, Larry Lawson, every up. week on Paranormal Stakeout, when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule, and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Dr. Doug Rocky is our very special guest. And Doug, as always, a great pleasure having you on the show. And, and once again, Doug, thank you and the other members of the Armed Forces for all the sacrifices that you give and for keeping freedom and our way of life that each and every one of us enjoy on a minute-by-minute basis. So thank you, Doug. You're welcome. I think the whole key thing is, and this is what my mission has been, to ensure that medical care is provided to every member of the military and all civilians that are affected, no matter who they are, that our environment is cleaned up so that we don't continue to contaminate the environment, such that the birth defects and long-term effects don't plague not only our generation, mm-hmm. but generations to come. And we have to remember, and this is part of the myth, there hasn't been any viable threat to the United States or Canada for hundreds of years. And we have to consider military action, the weapons we use, in light of what is the real threat. Because if we destroy our planet and God's children and God's animals and God's plants, the future is indeed bleak. But if we all speak up to ensure medical care is provided and the environment is cleaned up and we don't trash God's earth, then the future is bright. Doug, what can listeners do? How can listeners get involved? Well, what they have to do, no matter whether the United States and Canada, we've been working with the Canadian Parliament, they have to ensure that medical care and environmental there is done. They have to make sure that the leaders understand what are the requirements for medical care and environment and that they force compliance because they're on the books. We have to make sure that the weapons we select don't trash the environment forever and that we only use them when we absolutely have to. We have to have accountability. Here in the United States, we have an election coming up. Uh, Senator Obama's staff, we are in communication. We're talking and working with them clearly. We started work with Senator McCain's staff, but then they don't return any more phone calls. Oh, God. And uh, I wish it was different, but we have to understand the fundamentals. And we have to eliminate the myth. But uh, if we continue the path that we're going, refusing to provide medical care for those that have already served and become injured, ill, and wounded, and we don't take care of them, well... What do we have in the future? Very bleak future. But it can be also be very bright if we all speak up, stand up, and are counted one by one. We have to put the we back in we the people instead of I the person. Doug, take care of yourself, my friend. Always great talking to you and to all the you and all the other DU warriors. Thank you from everyone around the world. Take thank care, you, Doug. Rob. Good night, Rob. Good night, sir. Dr. Doug Rocky. One of the greatest warriors I've ever had the pleasure of talking to. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as Dinah Dove joins me. And we're going to be talking to her about basically turning lemonade or lemons into lemonade. I'll be back on the other side as we continue right here on Talkstar. 